welcome to the Enhanced Living Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kruger. I believe that we all have within us the power to be everything that we are meant to be and so much more. This show is a weekly dose of practical and spiritual principles, strategies, tips, and ideas to help you grow into the best version of yourself. Here's to becoming exactly who you were meant to become. I've been called a human Swiss army knife because I'm a TV host, inspirational speaker and coach, live event MC and DJ, certified yoga and Ayurveda teacher, functional fitness enthusiast, author, husband, and dad with a voracious appetite for knowledge. And I'll be sharing real talks with successful people from all walks of life, spiritual teachers and masters and experts in many different fields. I'll also share my own perspective that I've gained from over 20 years of diligent meditation and spiritual work so we can all experience enhanced living. Are you ready to evolve? Let's do this. Thank you for joining me on Enhanced Living. Welcome to another Friday edition that uh, I know I said that I was going to maybe just pop on here a couple times, you know, randomly from time to time on a Friday. And this is, I think, the third Friday in a row that uh, that I'm here. But I've been talking a lot lately about meditation. And I mean, it's it's really the biggest thing that I believe is is what humanity needs and what we all need to be doing. But the question that comes up sometimes is why meditate at all and what's the point? And so I felt inspired to come on today and discuss exactly what the point of meditation is from my perspective and why I think that everyone should be doing it. Now, meditation has many different forms, but at the end of the day, everyone should be doing some form of deliberate meditation in order to quiet the mind and really transcend the current, and I'm using air quotes, reality that we all live in. So let's dive into this real quick. A lot of very advanced teachers will talk about oneness, and pretty much everyone who's ever experienced what true reality is, and by that I mean they've experienced the fact that on an inherent level, they know that everything's connected. We're all connected. We are all, all of our souls, right? Which are individuated bits of consciousness. It all comes from the same source. They've realized this through deep meditation, through lots of spiritual practice. You, you come to this realization where you just know it on an inherent level. They talk about rising above the illusion and the illusion is the separateness of all of us. And this is a really tough concept for just about everyone to get around, including myself. Because, you know, the ego is so strong. Our ego, our ego is what keeps us separate. Our ego is our sense of identity. The I'm Adam Kruger, that's ego. That's me talking as this individuated person when in reality, we're all the same. All of our energy comes from the exact same source. There is nothing that isn't, right? In in all religious texts, they say that God is the alpha and the omega, right? That's everything that is, everything that ever was, everything that ever will be. So if that's the case, then we really are all just this supreme consciousness experiencing things in a fragmented kind of way. Eckhart Tolle talks about defining yourself or not defining yourself for that matter. So his practice is about presence of mind or, well, actually non-mind. It's about awareness. It's about becoming aware of the thoughts that cross your mind and disassociating from them and realizing that those thoughts are not you. You are the observer, right? But a lot of other spiritual gurus and masters have said that we are the observer, the observing, and the observed, meaning we really are everything. There is no separating anything from it. And again, Sri Nijargata Maharaj, I still can't pronounce his name, that 
blessed, amazing Ascended Master talked about how nothing is actually happening and nothing is real. So what does that mean exactly? Well, from his perspective and what he's understood is that because everything is, was, and always will be, and always was, right? You're observing something that is is not actually happening. We are, it's it, all the physical stuff that we seem to take so seriously and think that's real is really just an illusion. It's a projection of the mind. Now, just to kind of tie that into science, quantum physics has now shown us on numerous occasions that the external or the physical things that we perceive to be real, right, on a quantum level, they are affected by the observer and the observations. In other words, depending on how it's observed, a particle can be a wave or a wave can be a particle, right? Energy can be matter or matter can be energy, which means that at its base, everything is energy. And we've proven this to be true, but our expectations of the physical world and physical reality are so strong that it keeps everything in place. Now, again, this is a really like difficult concept to wrap our minds around because what we've been led to believe or how we've been trained or how our minds have been trained is that this physical world is what's real and we ignore the internal world. So, Yes, it is all true. Everything is an illusion and it's a fun illusion, right? But at the same time, it's really hard to put that into practice from a place of just starting out. I mean, if you've never meditated, if you've never experienced breath work, again, I always say that it's 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 so important to experience it because once you experience it, then you know it to be true. For me to tell you about it is is almost irrelevant. And that's why I think it's so important to meditate. But my question is, What's the point of meditation? Why do it at all? Why not just enjoy life as it is and just go out into nature and, you know, make your money, do your thing and and then and then, you know, die at the end, right? Which again, that's a whole other thing because I don't believe that we actually die. I believe that we are eternal consciousness and our souls are eternal and that never goes away. So What's the point of it all? Well, it's very simple. As anyone who's ever achieved massive amounts of success will tell you, They'll get there and either there's always another thing that they want to achieve or they find that it's empty and there's something missing. And that missing piece is that internalization, that that seeking inside yourself to realize that there's actually so much more than this physical world that presents itself to us. So here's what I know to be true from my own personal experience. We are energy like everything else in existence. We are consciousness. And as far as I know, and from what I've experienced myself personally, we are souls and we come from the same source. So what that means is that intrinsically, internally, we are all having very similar experiences, right? Our souls want to be recognized. And meditation is what helps with that. Now, at the same time, we're, we're on this plane of existence. And again, I know that this is kind of, this could be out there for somebody listening, but at the same time, it's really not that out there. We're in a physical world. We are experiencing the air that we breathe, the sunshine on our faces, the relationships that we have, the drama that comes from a lot of those relationships. We're here to experience them and transcend them, right? We're here to experience the aspects of ourselves that we want to evolve. Now, what does meditation have to play or what role does meditation have to play in this? And it's very simple. When you meditate, and you meditate consistently, and you meditate often. And when I say often, I'm not saying spend your whole day meditating. I'm saying morning and night, take five minutes just to start. You'll see it'll grow from there. But when you meditate day and night, what ends up happening is you're cultivating your awareness. You're cultivating your concentration, and you're cultivating your ability to pick up on the subtle 
cues, energies, vibes, whatever you want to call them from other people and from places that you're not even thinking about. So for example, you get into an argument with somebody and you're not someone who meditates and you don't have the ability to quiet your mind and you don't have the ability to separate yourself and your emotions from what's actually happening. Someone says something because they're angry. And instead of you being able to take that in, create space around it and act from a place of, hey, you know what? They're feeling hurt or they're feeling sad and that's why they're saying what they're saying. It's not personal, which nothing ever is. Instead of that, because you don't have a meditation practice, you end up reacting and yelling at the person and then the fight escalates and then everything goes crazy and then you separate and because you can't be around each other anymore. And then a few days pass and you realize, hey, you know, I really like this person and, I, you know, we had a silly fight. It was dumb. As I'm thinking about it, there's really nothing that this this can be resolved. And the other person thinks the same thing and then you guys make up. But at the same time, the damage has been done to an extent. Now, I'm going to explain this with a story that I that I've used with my son that I read somewhere. I don't remember where I read it, but it's about this boy who was having these anger issues and he would always yell at people and and get really angry and upset and use these words. And then his parents would make him apologize and so on and so forth. And finally, his father took him out to a fence one day and he said, son, I want you to hammer in all these nails. There was like 150 nails. And so he was like, oh, whatever, fine. And he hammered in all the nails. And then when he was done, he said, you know, dad, I'm done. And he said, great, now take them all out. He's like, what? I just spent all that time putting them in. He's like, take them out. So he took out all the nails and his dad, well, he came to his dad when he was done and he said, I'm done. And his dad said, look at all the holes in the fence. He goes, yeah. He said, every time you react in anger, it's like driving a nail into the fence. When you apologize, you're taking the nail out, but the hole remains, which means the damage that you did, those words that you used, they carry weight, they carry meaning. And even though things are technically okay, you've still created damage that's there. Now, how does this relate to meditation? Okay, let me let me come back. I realize I went off on a tangent. Basically, it's it's very simple. It's this. When you have a meditation practice, you're able to separate yourself from the situation in real time. So instead of banging the nail into the fence, right? You stop yourself from doing that and you go, "You know what? I don't want to create the hole in this person. I don't want to make this situation worse. I want to de-escalate it. And so instead of coming from anger, you're able to actually analyze the situation in real time and go, you know what? I'm going to take a breath. Hey, listen, we need to talk about this later because what you're, you're, you're angry right now. I love you. Let's come back to this in a little while. Now, this applies to every single relationship you could ever have, whether it's personal, professional, or romantic, platonic. It doesn't matter because when you cultivate the ability to create space around what's happening and not take it personally, your relationships will grow exponentially. Okay, so how this relates to my personal life, it's very simple. During the pandemic, a lot of people, couples, have gotten divorced. They've split up. And for my personal marriage, my life, my me and my wife, we've been together just as much as everyone else. And we've never been closer than we are right now. This has strengthened our relationship. And it's not because, you know, we're special or we're different from anyone. It's because we both have a meditation practice. We both meditate every day, twice a day, 
We both have the ability to, if something happens, and believe me, we have our disagreements. The difference is, is we never name call. We come from a perspective of unconditional love. We choose to love each other no matter what. So no matter what, we know we're going to work it out. And the third thing is we're able to create space around what's actually happening so that we don't say something that we don't mean. Because so often when you come from a reactionary place, you're going to say something that you don't mean. So relationships are something that I'm going to talk about in a different uh, a different episode. So I, I don't want to focus on relationships necessarily right now. I just want to talk about the benefits of meditation and why it's so important. So as you go down the path of diligent meditation, what happens is the deeper spiritual truths like Eckhart Tolle and Maharaj, like the things that they're saying about how life is really an illusion and really the only thing is real is the eternal soul nature that is all of us, those start to reveal themselves to you. Right. But first, what happens is you get this bliss and happiness and an ease where you can actually approach your interpersonal relationships with, hey, you know what? I'm not worried because I know that I'm able to be in control of my own emotions. I'm able to choose how I react as opposed to sorry, I shouldn't even say react. I can choose how I act instead of reacting in the moment. That's one of the huge powers of meditation. It calms your mind physically. It actually calms your heartbeat. There are so many benefits. There's a, there was a Harvard study, I believe, that came out a few years ago that I read, and it, it said that just eight minutes of meditation a day can, it actually alters your cerebral cortex. It changes the makeup of your brain. So physically, it actually changes your brain. So they've, they've shown this now, again, scientifically, that meditation is beneficial in so many ways. I love to bring things back to science because myself personally, I am someone who has always been skeptical of a bunch of hooey. Like anytime someone tells me something and they're like, well, this is going to work. I'm like, yeah, snake oil. Show me the proof. Show me the evidence. And again, for me, there's two kinds of evidence. There's experiential where you experience something, right? Perception is reality. If you're experiencing something that that that's real. I don't care what anyone says. If If you're experiencing something that's real to you. And so it's something that needs to be taken seriously. But at the same time, right? Science can prove the benefits of meditation, of breath work. It's not it's not a bunch of hooey mumbo jumbo out there nonsense. It's it's legitimate benefits that you can derive from meditation. So cultivating a meditation practice does not take up that much time in your day. It helps you solve problems in your life. It helps you avoid problems in your life. It helps you avoid drama in your life. And it will help you in so many different ways. It will change you as a human being. Believe me, I can I can vouch for that. It has changed me in ways that I, I'm still discovering to this very day as my meditation practice continues to deepen. Uh, my personal meditation practice is something that I've cultivated across multiple disciplines. I've been studying at, I shouldn't say studying, but I guess, yeah, I've been, I've been a student of meditation since I was 18 years old when I first discovered it. And as long as I've been on this path, on this journey, I've always been someone who, when something resonates with me, I incorporate it into what I do. And if it doesn't resonate, I let it go. So I've gone across multiple disciplines and I've just kind of incorporated the things that resonated and let go of the rest. And I encourage you to do the same because it's an experiential thing. If you can experience it and it makes sense to you and it works, then not only are you going to gain benefits from it, but you're going to stick with it because it works for you. So I'll leave you with one last thought, which is we have a group that we run by we, I mean, my wife, Sharice and I, 
It's called Enhanced Living. It's on Facebook. If you would be so kind as to come and join us, we are posting meditation tips and videos and all sorts of fun, inspiring, uplifting things on that site about how to become the best version of yourself. So it goes hand in hand with this podcast. And as well, if you have any questions about meditation or you'd like to learn more, I'm happy to teach. You can reach out directly to me on enhancedliving.net. And um, that's it. So get to meditating. I promise you it will change your life if you give it the time of day. <laughs> you know, what you put in is what you get out. So if you meditate once, you're you're going to maybe feel good possibly for that one time. But if you do it consistently on a regular basis, you will see supreme benefits. Thanks for joining me. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Enhanced Living Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach me directly at enhancedliving.net. Thanks for listening.